2: Good afternoon, and welcome to a meeting of the Journal Star Editorial Board. The first of a number of them that we'll be having during the course of January is we interview candidates for the at-large Peoria City Council position ahead of the February 26 general primary. Uh, We have with us today Aaron Chess, uh, one of the candidates for that at-large position, as well as Executive Editor Dennis Anderson. I'm associate editor Chris Kerrgard, and we also have managing editor Sally McKee with us. Uh, Aaron, I want to start off nice and easy, having us uh, hear a little bit about who you are and what it is that made you decide to run for council.
0: All righty, um, I was born and raised on the south side of Peoria uh, to a single mother uh, who played the role as both mother and father, uh, due to my father and my older brother and sister father not. Uh, being in a picture And so uh, All my life growing up I I never seen Or heard my mom Complain about anything But as I got older I knew There were things That like uh, It was hard for her To provide But she always provided For uh, me and my Older brother and sister um, It's I've been interested In politics For quite some time uh, Back in 2007 When President Obama Then Senator Obama announced that he's gonna run for president. That was just courage and hope right there at that moment. Um, I said, You know, that can be me someday. Uh, not having a, role, a father figure, a role model in my community, uh, it was hard to find someone to look up to. Mm-hmm. And President Obama was my role model growing up. Uh, despite what people uh, think of his politics, he helped me get to where I am today, um, just by seeing him, how he handled situations under pressure and how he uh, made sure his image is always nice and neat. Uh, and I, I graduated from Richwoods in 2015 uh, and I'm currently at Western. And uh, I decided to run for city council a little after everyone else tossed their hat in the ring. I just felt as it, it was a time for a new, a new face, a new vision for Peoria, because for too long, Peoria citizens have been uh, constantly given broken promises and uh, just discouraged. And uh, every time I talk to a citizen, they tell me they haven't voted in ten or twenty years because, what's the point if my voice doesn't matter? And I find this election as a chance for me to uh, uplift. Those, those spirits that have been uh, at a low point for too long and encourage them that a fresh new face and a fresh vision is coming for Peor- from Peoria, but we can't do it without getting the people out to vote and that your vote not only matters in the presidential election, but it matters in local elections because, as you can see, the, the situation that our city is dealing with, uh, a bad economy, lack of jobs, and such things. So when we don't get out to vote, these are the consequences, and I want to make sure I want to work with my potential colleagues to make sure that we can get Peoria out of the the hole and thriving once again.
1: Yeah, I saw you were you work with, uh, Congressman Bustos. Did that help you come to the decision to run for city council?
0: Oh yeah, I uh, interned for her when she first ran back in twenty twelve, and just getting that experience of uh, how political campaign is. And uh, fast forward about six, seven years later, I'm doing my uh, first campaign, which uh, seeing her, how she uh, did on a campaign trip really motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing.
2: How are you balancing the, the time? You know, you're a, a student and you know, that, that takes a lot of time as, as well as the, the going door to door and meeting potential constituents and, and talking to them about issues. Uh, how are you managing that?
0: Uh it it's it's been a, a tough nut, but um this semester I managed to uh switch over to online courses, oh, which okay. uh, which allows for me to be here in Peoria mm-hmm. um and interacting with the voters and on the campaign trail. And so uh during my off time I'm dedicated to my schoolwork and then during my the day I'm handling the campaign business. Is this your last semester? This right. is my it's uh I got one more. Okay. okay. Yeah.
2: All right. I I want to dive into some of the issues here a little bit on on some of the things that that we've identified as priorities in the city. And some of that begins with with trying to revitalize some of those older areas of town on on the East Bluff and the North Valley and and the South End. And how would you deal with with trying to— achieve more home ownership there in, in dealing with the vacant properties, the vacant lots and, and the, the lack of businesses in those areas. What, what would be the plans that you would try to bring to the city council for, for consideration to fix those problems?
0: Okay. So, uh, I got a firsthand experience, uh, with me living on the South side, seeing lack of businesses and vacant homes and things. And, uh, as a as a councilman, I'm going to do my best to encourage more homeowners, more renters to you know become homeowners. Um, as you can tell, when you go on the south side or the East Bluff, the homes are in terrible conditions mm-hmm. uh, because of uh, w- slumlords. They're 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 men and women that rent out their homes and you know have do the job and. What I want to encourage, instead of getting your job, getting your homes half done, you can you can take the full responsibility, become a homeowner, and you can fix your house up the way you want to, and not how uh, the slumlord wants it to be. And for the vacant lots, I encourage. I, I believe that we should uh, start to to hold the slumlords accountable for uh, letting their properties, the grasses grow. Uh, extensive links mm-hmm. uh because it, it, it that that right there that that decides if a, a business wants to open up mm-hmm. in a community so for instance like the south side uh there's there's lack of businesses because the homes and the community itself is it's just like no one cares and I I feel like I can just I, I want to uplift everyone to you know take pride in your 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 community because at the end of the day we're all citizens no matter if it's the south side the east side or the north bluff or whatsoever mm-hmm. uh, if we want our community to do well we have to we have to take pride ourselves and make the first action.
1: How would you go about doing that in terms of getting loans out, out there and for people who need a loan and how would you make sure that people were able to get that?
0: I know that there there are grants, and uh, as a as, as a councilman, uh, working with the colleagues and the uh, officials in City Hall to uh, get grants, or working with the community development to help ensure that we're able to do that.
2: And one of the other concerns has, has been access to, to jobs, and and even. Job or, or business development in, in those areas of town? Because, you know, as you noted, one of the challenges is being able to afford, being able to, to buy rather than than rent. How do, how do we work to attract more businesses to uh, South Peoria or North Valley?
0: Um, and this is something when I first decided to run. Uh, and I've always been a supporter of small businesses, um, every corporation starts as a small business, and so we got to encourage our citizens to invest in a business. Uh, work with them to ensure that they're op- they have the training and the qualify- qualifications to open up shop uh, to bring revenue to the to the communities and to the city.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, the the city offers a, uh, a program they call One Stop Shop uh, through Community Development and Economic Development to help people have access to all the pieces the city provides uh, in in terms of of help with those sorts of things. Are there any improvements that that you think ought to be made to that program or or different programs that that you would suggest the city should be looking to on on small business development?
0: Uh, I myself, I'm still looking into the one-stop program. Uh, I think it's a a great program, but as time goes on, uh, we will see what we can do. Uh, not just me, but if I, when I am elected to city council, uh, working with my colleagues and other officials to see what improvements can we make to uh, the program.
2: One of the the biggest concerns that that's related to uh, the under underdevelopment of of those areas of the community that we've been talking about, you know, it has come out in this. Perpetual listing that that Peoria seems to be on of the the worst communities or worst regions in the country for African Americans to live in what more do you think the city specifically or other people in town maybe who aren't affiliated with city hall need what steps do you think they need to be taking to improve those conditions and and I want to ask as a corollary to that how do you do some outreach and and Try to make somebody who doesn't live in, in those underdeveloped areas of the community. How do you make somebody who doesn't live there care and want to put their time and effort into improving those portions and, and the city as a whole because of it?
0: So, uh, like you said, Peoria is ranked as the one of the worst places for African-Americans. Um, and I say not only should city, city Hall worry about this issue, but as a community, we have leaders, activists. Uh, we have neighborhood associations. Uh, just uh, our our the leaders, our local leaders around here, like our community activists. I feel as if you know everybody wants to do what they want to do, and you know sometimes you just gotta you gotta just follow the lead of someone else. Put all your ideas uh, together. Sit down at a table like we're doing right now, and decide what is best for our communities. And not I'm going to do it my way. You're going to do it your way. But if we all come together and talk about what we want to do and how can we achieve the goal of taking Peoria off that, that list, it all it all starts with sitting down and talking and discussing the details and having uh, short-term goals and long-term goals. Mm-hmm.
2: What's what's your first goal there? What What's job one for you in that respect? If you're elected to the council and, and you're pushing for everybody to get down at that table, what's the first thing you're going to be asking for them to look at?
0: First thing we look at is... Why are we, uh, I believe we're number five now? Why are we number five? And what can we do as a community to ensure that when the next uh, study comes out, that we're not even in the top ten? So uh, pinpoint ideas of, okay, we can do such and such to uh, improve. I know, for instance, jobs. Getting uh, African-American males, uh, they're... They, uh, the thing that they are, they need are jobs yeah. jobs it, they, they don't want to settle for less than having to work at a minimum wage job because it doesn't pay enough. And so something that I want to encourage uh, the local leaders and community leaders to do is looking into how can we uh, get more trades and apprenticeship programs for uh, second for second chance, Uh, People that have are coming back into society from jail or prison to allow for them to get, like, get inside, get into the workplace and actually work. uh, And having that training, let's say for carpentry or plumbing or engineering or mechanics, so they can they can have that training and that knowledge, those skills, and open up their own business.
1: The city had a rough budget season on yeah. this recently. Um, increased, uh, added two fees. They've cut several jobs, and especially police and fire. What would you, watching that, what you would you have done differently, or do you think the city did what they needed to do?
0: I think uh, something that I would have done differently and encouraged the other members on the council to do is to actually have town hall discussions of, about... Uh, the budgets and uh, getting their input because community input is important. And uh, when you're dealing with a budget, you know, someone's not going to walk away from the table happy. And uh, I'm not a fan of the cuts that happened to our public safety pension. Uh, Our public safety budget as a whole, I feel like that's the last thing on a budget that should be touched with because you know those men and women put their lives on the line every day to ensure our safety, and we need those services. And so what I would do is look into areas that uh, resources that we don't use as much, uh, like voluntary training for different departments. If it's not required, I, I feel as if we should cut back on them. But if it's a required training... Then so be it. We we send them to the trainings, but you know we gotta we gotta start being more conservative with our money and uh, transparent, letting the, the people know where our money, our hard earned taxpayer dollars are going to, and what programs are they supporting. Mm.
2: Dennis alluded to one of those fees that was put on the the public safety pension fee, and they put an expiration clause in that at, at the end of 2021, it goes away, uh, or in, in 2021 it goes away obviously the obligation to to continue to fund that is still there if the money that they're they're raising goes away then during your council term you're going to have to find some other way to to put those millions of dollars into covering the cost of of public safety pensions for police and firefighters Where do you look for that? Do you extend this fee? Do you find a different fee instead? Do you raise property taxes to pay for it? What's on the table for you and and what's not?
0: Uh, One thing that's not on the table for me is property taxes. uh, Property taxes, um, from a personal experience, I see my mother struggling with it, especially in the lower poverty neighborhoods. There are families that aren't fortunate enough to keep keep up with the payments of the property uh, fees. And so that, that discourages them and takes more money out of their pocket, the little money that they have. So that's, that's the one thing that I wouldn't want to do. Um, but that, that, that will be something that uh, it'll, it'll be take time to look into. I don't want to give you an answer and sugarcoat and tell you something that I'm not going to do. Uh, it, it's all about communication. And that's what our city city has been failing to do, is communicate with one another, uh, the council members to communicate and decide this is what we should do to uh, ensure that we don't have this situation. But I think we should extend the fee.
2: Uh, as far as, as economic development, you, you expressed some concerns with the way the city is handled Economic development as well as, as small business economic development uh, broadly speaking what do you think the city needs to do better and then I, I want to talk about some of the specifics of it after
0: okay uh I say Peoria is known as one of the anti-friendly business cities and so if we if we want to you know compete with East Peoria or galesburg or any surrounding cities we have to We have to sit down with our our business leaders around the community um, and actually communicate and not just uh, taxing them, taxing them, taxing them. Decide. we got to negotiate. Negotiations are a a big deal for when deciding uh, a budget or fees. Mm
2: -hmm. How how much—what do you think the council members ought to be doing that they aren't in terms of looking into or, or doing due diligence on projects before, before they approve them. Uh, we talked a little in the questionnaire yeah. about the, the problems with the the pair Marquette, but you know, there, there's been a lot of criticism yeah. of, of developer giveaways on, on projects. What, what should council members be looking more closely at before they approve a project?
0: So, uh, during my journey around the city, uh, with the campaign, uh, the the city council members uh the the, the citizens that I talked to you got a, a nickname for them they're called bank loaners because it seems <laughs> as if you know we keep lending money to uh, development projects and we're not actually looking into uh how is this going to affect our city long term we, we we fail to have long term goals we keep short term short term short term but you know you got to think about the future what can we do to Ensure that this, this development project can uh, keep bringing in revenue and uh, not spending money that we don't have and keep going into the red mm-hmm. and increasing the taxes because year after year we're, we're steadily investing in failed projects. And if they haven't seen it now, it's time to wake up and see that, you know, we should really start researching it before we invest our money into
1: projects. One of the biggest problems facing the city right now is pensions and uh, paying the pensions that mm-hmm. the obligations that we have. What can? What have you been doing? What what ideas you have on how going forward how we can make that more manageable in in order to be able to pay all those bills that that they're going to come due soon. They're coming due now. That's a
0: that's a very good question. Um, I would say that. Uh the hospitals, for example, don't pay a property tax. uh and worst case scenario, uh that we possibly might have to tax. But that's something that I want to do. Uh but that's you have to look into all scenarios.
2: Yeah. Now the hospitals would be yeah. exempt under state yeah. law from property tax. Uh-huh. So you would have to have to change state law for not for profits in yeah. order to
1: to get that done. Mm-hmm. You willing to take that on? Try and get uh, state to change that law. I, I don't. <laughs> that's 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 a different.
0: That's a different. Uh, <laughs> that's a different field over there in Springfield. So I don't want to make any en- enemies in Springfield.
1: But that's not an opportunity. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah. So how, what? Where else would you look to make sure that you're, you're doing, handling the pension obligations that aren't affecting the reasons why we have new fees or. Taxes have been raised or we've cut positions is because of the the pensions. How would you how would you handle that going forward? That's the question you're going to have to answer. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, that's something I can't give you a, a direct answer to right now, because I don't want to, again, tell you something that uh, I cannot do. It's something I will still have to look into and. In,
2: yeah, uh, one of the biggest complaints you're gonna <laughs> get if you're elected is not necessarily about the pensions or the economic development or or even Peoria's position on the the 24 seven Wall Street list. It's gonna be about potholes, oh yeah, and and city infrastructure. And a couple of years back, the the city consciously raised its property tax. Fees on citizens to to help do some additional reconstruction on on its roads, which has gotten us to the great point that we are today with with roads in Peoria, I.e., people still complain about them a heck of a lot because there's still a lot of work to do. What do you think needs to be done as far as again more taxes, more fees, cuts elsewhere to to Pay for for more more repaving or sooner repaving on on city roads or is that just not something that the city can handle?
0: Uh, I think that's a, a sole responsibility of our cities to make sure our infrastructure is maintained. Uh, again, it, deciding the budget, nobody's going to walk away happy with whatever happens. So uh, they're going to be programs like you, you got to look into the programs that. Aren't are uh, uh, doing as well uh, from years? You can look into uh, reports of years past. How have how, how has this uh, this department or this agency? How have they done better than uh, ten years prior? Look into that. Okay.
2: Um. What else do we want to?
1: Well, what what are things that um. Are you on your agenda that you'd like to see happen in the next four years? If if you could prioritize them, two, three things.
0: Yeah. Uh, So one thing is infrastructure for sure. Uh, That's, there's been a lot of concerns about the roads. Uh, We got to have a long-term goal to help maintain the roads. Yeah. Because if we want to attract businesses, you got to have decent roads and decent uh, infrastructure to allow for those businesses to come in cuz uh when you you look at a, a city like New York or Chicago or LA the roads aren't that bad the roads are you know presentable businesses they they feel as if okay if the roads if if you have potholes every mile or so they're not going to want to invest cuz that that's a lack of business coming their way because mm-hmm. of the risk of someone tire uh Get ruined or the car getting damaged because of the potholes.
1: Is there another thing, another issue
0: um, and very important to you? Yeah. And uh, as I touched on earlier with the programs like apprenticeships and vocationals allow more trainings, doing things like that to allow uh, men and women that are coming back into society or uh, men and women that have graduated high school but not choose to take that college route because either they can't afford college or colleges isn't for them uh, finding a way to allow for them to live with a stable wage instead of having to work at a minimum wage job
2: if, if you're elected uh, a member of the city council you're going to have one employee that reports directly to you what, what's your assessment of the the work that the city manager has been been doing so far? Is he doing a, a good job? Are there areas that you see that he could improve?
0: Um, I I say with the city hall itself, we we need more transparency. We need to know about the things that are going on. There's too many backdoor deals. There's so much going on that the public is left. I know, uninformed about, and so I want to help make sure that we have more transparency that the people actually know what is going on and not be surprised at a city council meeting when the agenda is already brought up.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. So more community input and uh, having having the city manager uh, do more uh, town hall discussions and community input so you can hear what the community thinks because at the end of the day we're paying for the projects as taxpayers we're we're we're, we're paying the the fees and so we just need more transparency from um, not only the city manager but the mayor and the council
2: Mm-hmm. And some of that certainly falls on, on the council members as well. Uh, one of the councilmen who's retiring has, for, for the last 10-plus years, done an event every month as an open house meeting at City Hall to talk about issues. Is, is that the type of thing that, that you would commit yourself to right now to, to, for, for the sake of transparency to do, do open town hall meetings with, with citizens to hear their concerns?
0: Um the, the thing about that, I wouldn't have the meetings at City Hall. I wanna mm-hmm. actually get into the communities where I, where I'll be representing and hear and see what the my constituents are dealing with. Not just having them in for coffee, but mm-hmm. actually saying, This is what's happening when we vote this way or vote this way.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, What sort of time commitment are are you looking at, uh, or or is is your perception of the the city council position? About how many hours a week do you think uh, is going to be involved in in doing the work?
0: Uh, I I know that it's part-time right now, but for me personally, I feel as if I can uh, do more than part-time. I don't need the extra benefits or whatsoever. Um, This is something I'm passionate about to help and make sure that uh, the city that made me into the man I am, uh, can strive once again, and that the the citizens of Peoria can sleep well at night. Mm
1: -hmm. So how many hours
0: do you think in a week? Uh, 30, 40.
1: That's a full-time job. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. And that, that's what we hear from from most council members is, is that they have to put in that amount of time in, in terms of responding to constituent feedback and, and those kinds of things. Which, and let me ask you this from a, a philosophical standpoint: as a, a council member, you would have access to more more information on a, a subject than most citizens typically would unless they were really, you know, getting full in on an issue. You you would have access to all the the city documents and and the briefings and and talking with people beforehand, even confidential information on personnel matters. How would you handle an issue where your constituents, your your constituent phone calls are coming in 80% against something, but based on the information you're looking at, you're leaning on on being for whatever that thing is. How, how do you make that decision between what what you believe to be the the choice and what your constituents are, are telling you they want the choice to be?
0: Uh, that's that's the name of the game, politics. You know, not everybody's going to be happy with what decisions you make. Um, and for me, I'm a very religious person, and so I rely a lot when I'm making uh, big decisions. I pray to God uh, to instill with me with the courage and the wisdom to uh, make these decisions that are going to affect my constituents
2: what other issues uh are there out there that uh, that you think aren't being talked about in the campaign that that you wish were being talked about
0: uh, so about three three weeks ago um i went to the crime scene of the 20th homicide that yeah. occurred uh, two days before Christmas. And so I feel as if gun violence is not an issue that has been talked about in Peoria. Constantly, our numbers are getting up into above 18, 1820 homicides a year. And unfortunately, I lost my sister to homicide. And this is the reason why I, I want to run to help ensure that no family has to go through what my family went through.
2: Mm-hmm. What what can what can the city be doing better to prevent homicides?
0: Uh, I'd say not just the city, but it all goes back to communities. Uh, our young men and women they 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 just need someone to talk to, and so mental health is something that our young men and women are struggling with. They they feel as if they cannot express their concerns or anything with with a person because they feel as if they cannot relate to them. And so I I feel like we should push more for uh, mental health awareness. Um, Even being at college, that is something that uh, we dedicate a whole month for. Mm -hmm. And it's it's sad if we look around our country. That's the main issue, gun violence and mental health. And I feel as, as us as citizens of Peoria and as officials of this city, we can spearhead of movement to help ensure that we're uh bringing awareness to the issues of mental
1: health sorry to hear about your sister and to learn about that how did this when that happened how did the city um interact with you and your family how how did that go with from police and anybody else council people
0: um my, my mother received uh your 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 letter the letter from uh state representative Jahan Gordon Booth, um but pretty pretty much like and then you you heard your I'm sorry for your loss and whatsoever your your status quo uh script that everyone says but it it, it it's gotten to a point that you know enough is enough There, our children are dying Young kids, ages eight, seven, six—just <laughs> young children. When when it gets to the point that our our own kids came and go outside, you know it's something wrong. We we got to really look in the mirror and ask ourselves: How can we sleep at night knowing that little Jalen or little Ashley or little Kiamber that they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods? How can we? better ensure that there's safety in the communities and that, and that goes on to something else uh, another one of my pla- my main points on uh, my campaign platform is diversity, uh, community relations with the mm-hmm. police um, I was a police explorer uh, when they first brought the program back and uh, I know there's been a lot of tension with the community and uh, the police and uh I know that those men and women, they they got to make tough decisions. And there's some things that, you know, the community don't don't know that when an officer puts on that badge, they're risking their lives every night when they leave home. And so, and with a community, you have uh, young black men and women. When I spoke at Mayo, they told me that what they fear is being killed by the police because they have a backpack. My little cousin told me he don't even want to wear a backpack anymore because you know, he's afraid that he'll get shot because of what he's saying on the on the news and things. Mm-hmm. So I know not all not all not all of our cops are bad people. And I wanna help ensure that we bring more community relations with the, the police and our boys and girls of each community. To ensure that you know they're not there to be the bad guys, they want to help all of us. Okay,
2: okay. very good. Uh, we we traditionally close this with the with the, the same question for everybody, which is you know people have a choice to make on on the twenty sixth, and if you make it through the primary, they'll have another choice to make on on April second. Why you and instead of the other fifteen folks?
0: Uh, the, the 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 citizens of Peoria uh, shall elect me their next councilman, because for too long we we've had failed leadership, no transparency, old vision, no new vision, the same old same old. And I'm not being pushed by any political party or no one. I'm doing this for passion. Uh, as you heard a little bit of my story with losing my sister, uh, that that is. That are, these are things that the everyday people are dealing with. And we need more everyday uh, people running for office. People that actually have to deal with the effects of taxes or the legislation that that's put into effect. Because at the end of the day, we're, we're hurt by it. And so it, it takes someone to know how the everyday person feels instead of someone that is out of touch with the people. And so if you're looking for a community leader and someone that you can relate to, I'm your guy, and, and I'm going to do you a heck of a job. i being your councilman.
2: All right. Thank you very much, Aaron Chess, Thank and you. good luck to you
0: in the election. Thank you so much. Just going to run this
1: dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left.